We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Great day to be out and about. Looks like another good one tomorrow. The weather changes big time midweek with the major snow event moving in here. As you heard a moment ago, if... uh, Mark Fry in our newsroom, and we'll, we'll certainly keep you up to date as we get closer and closer uh, to that uh, event moving into the upper Midwest. Uh, what's going on in the outdoors? Well, the man to update us, Steve Carney, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. How you been? Been okay, Steve. I'm uh, not liking this weather change at all. It's like, uh, you know, it's always something, you know, in Minnesota. It's never very, you know... We get these changes so much, you know, two or three days of consistent weather, and then we get the changes, and, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. It's, uh, I think we're going to get snow. Things are going to change. It's too bad because fishing has been really good and very consistent for the last week or so, so we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I can imagine. It's extremely busy on uh, waters all over uh, the region today and tomorrow because, you get that sense with, with the snow bearing down, and then uh, we get that gradual warm-up, ice conditions deteriorate. But I, I would think it'd be extremely busy today and tomorrow for sure. Yeah, I was in the cities uh, today, Steve, and, you know, kind of um, moved around and checked out some areas. And, you know, I can't believe the conditions, you know, throughout, you know, the, the metro and the central Minnesota. You know, standing water, there's no snow, very few anglers out, and most people have pulled their big houses. So, down where you guys are, it's a completely different deal. Uh, northern Minnesota, northwestern Minnesota, we have great ice. We've got plenty of snow. Snowmobile trails are still viable. And, you know, it's kind of a different story down by you. I was kind of shocked. Yeah, we, we've seen a big deterioration of the snowpack. I, I, I look out uh, my window and still see a fair amount of, of snow, but uh, the river is wide open. Um, I, I live along the Mississippi River up in the northern suburbs, and it, it is wide open. I mean, we had we had plenty of ice cover, but it doesn't take too many warm days in a row for it to open up. No, not at all. I was going to touch base a little bit, Steve, about um, the, the kind of the newest thing in fishing is this side imaging called uh, panoptics and live scope, which is kind of the rage. I've seen it kind of you know, come around in the last year or so. And basically, you know, what it is, is a system of a battery and a side imaging unit. It's completely separate from your electronics, and you actually scan sideways. And it's kind of a bittersweet thing. It's almost too efficient. Um, I've seen this before, 
especially on the ice. You can actually drop this down under the ice, and then you scan 360 degrees around, and you can spot schools of fish. And actually, you can see their fins turning and vibrating. You can tell the species. It's just amazing. Wow. I am not a, fa- a fan of this at all. I think this is going to be you know, very devastating on uh, the fishing areas just because it's so good, it's so efficient. But, you know, the other, the flip side is it's like $3,200 for a complete bundle of this unit, which I think is good. It's going to keep a lot of people away because it's so expensive, but it is unbelievable. And I know the DNR is studying it right now, thinking about banning it in tournaments and I don't know how they can ban it, you know, overall, but it's kind of the latest thing, and people are starting to get on board. And I've seen people, you know, the last last summer using it, and they basically drop it down, and they start working shorelines and break lines, and they don't fish. They just look for fish. And you can see pods of fish out to three, 400 yards. Wow. It's, it's really, it's kind of, I don't know if I would call it cheating, but it's not, not very fair. So I don't know where this is going to go, but it's really uh, gaining a lot of momentum and a lot of units have been sold a lot in the last six months. So I I don't know. I'm a little nervous about it. Um, I just, I I just think it's a little too much. You know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. And you know, Steve, that, that gets down to, and, and one of the things about fishing or hunting is, you know, that that unfair advantage, if you will, where where it goes from sport, and then it's just kind of like, you know, you're using all these tools, and it it, it doesn't take any knowledge or skill or uh, determination to land a fish or right. bag a bird, so to speak. Well, a good example is. I had a buddy of mine that had this unit, and he drilled a hole, he dropped it down, and he said, you know, he starts swinging it around, and boom, he sees a pot of fish about 150 yards away, and he goes, there they are. And so he goes over there, drills a hole, boom, he starts popping fish. And to me, you know, part of it is the hunt. Part of it is using your skill set to find fish, and this, you know, this finds fish, and it just... I don't know, it just doesn't sit right with me. But, you know, we're going to have to see where this goes. We're going to have to see how the DNR um, looks at this as possible, um, really, threat to our fisheries. But, you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. But it's really gaining popularity. I'm seeing them more and more, and I really hope I don't, but I guess I am. So, you know, that's the way it is. All right, Steve, uh, we talked about the change in weather. Uh, right now, great weekend to be out. Uh, but beyond that, uh, we got a major snow event. Looks like a cool down. And before you know it, we're going to be into early March, and then we're going to start thinking about open water. Not too far away, Steve. You know, everybody's rigging boats right now and thinking about open water. And um, I'm hearing, you know, I'm getting a lot of calls from people that are, you know, very got the old cabin fever. And I think it's because the winter has been, you know, fairly difficult. And everybody's thinking about open water and opening day, and which is good. And the walleye season closes here pretty quick in another week. But, you know, the panfish season is open all year round. So people will continue to do that. And we have plenty of ice, Steve. I'm telling you, we have a good 22, 24 inches of ice. So, 
we're going to have ice all the way till probably the beginning of May. So um, that's good. We still have good, you know, ice conditions, good snow conditions. So it, I've seen worse. So we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Yeah, and uh, that, then it'll be to the point where it's like, well, the ice out be in time for the opener in, in May. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. And then, uh, Steve, <laughs> speaking of rigging boats, I, I've had the same old pontoon uh kind of a fishing configuration pontoon for many, many years served me well, but I've been thinking about maybe I need a new toy. <laughs> Not Have easy you, to uh, find. Have you wife about that yet? Well, I, I have, <laughs> and, you know, it's like, well, you know, see what's out there. And uh, still a little scarce and a little expensive. I, I have not uh, been yeah. in the market for a boat, in a boat, uh, for a boat in a while. It's called sticker shock, Steve. Yeah. Things have oh, um, wow. you know, gone pretty crazy. And I've noticed that the manufacturers have really concentrated a lot on pontoon boats versus fishing boats. So there seems to be a real glut of pontoon boats right now, but a real shortage of fishing boats. So probably a good time to buy, actually. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to. I'm going to keep looking. I'm not all that optimistic that I'll actually be allowed to pull the trigger, so to speak, and get a new one. We'll, we'll see how it pans out. Steve, hey, have a great week. We'll do it uh, a week from today. Sounds great, Steve. Take care, man. All right, there he is, Steve Carney, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. By the way, our outdoors coverage continues on Sundays between 5 and 6. From the Outdoor News, Rob Drew's line. Uh, here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. In a moment, the rink live. Jess Myers will join us. Golden go for men at Penn State. They wrapped up the Big Ten regular season title with a huge win over the Nittany Lions. And we'll talk Golden go for women's hockey as well with Jess here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Well, i got to check that leaderboard at the Genesis Invitational. At Riviera Country Club, Pacific Palisades. You know, I I always joke, if I ever won a big lottery jackpot, I'd buy a little spot somewhere in Santa Monica and then figure out a way to become a member at Riviera. Oh, what? I, I, lo- I love the L.A. area, and I, I love Santa Monica near the beach, and then right up the coast is Riviera. In Pacific Palisades. Oh, that'd be great. Maybe go to a Dodger game every now and then. I don't know if I'd become a Laker fan, but uh, John Rahm, your leader, at 14 under par early on the back nine. Max Homo, one back. Keith Mitchell, two off the lead. Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay, five off the lead at nine under par. Tiger Woods having a good day. Uh, he teed off on 10, so he's on his back nine, which is technically the front at the Riv. And he's four under uh, for the tournament, five under on his round today. So Tiger in the top 20 at Riviera. That is just just extraordinary uh, what, what he's been able to do in his first tournament back. And you may remember it was this uh, event a couple of uh, couple of years ago, is it? Where he got in that rack, almost lost his leg, and then uh, has returned to competitive golf. Played the Masters a year ago, played in the Open Championship, 
But uh, Tiger Woods playing pretty well at Riviera on this Saturday. So the 23rd marks two years since his accident, February 23rd. So next week will be exactly two years, yep. Yeah, and it it was associated with this event, you know, that that he he was a part of two years ago at Riviera Country Club. So, yeah, it it, uh, corresponds with this week. It is just absolutely amazing. And how well he's playing right now. Top 20. And there was, and I brought this up earlier, um, one of the regular writers on the tour said, all right, Tiger plays this week. You know, what's your prediction? I said, I predicted he'd make the cut. I had enough confidence, but I thought it would be top 30. He's top 20 right now. Um, I'm not saying he's going to win and be able to run down the likes of Rahm and Homa and uh, Morikawa and the guys at the top, but uh, he is playing pretty well indeed. Uh, we're trying to get in touch with Jess Myers uh, from the rink live. He is out in State College, PA, covering Golden Go for hockey. Speaking of the U, Golden Go for women's hoops uh, got beat by Northwestern 76 62. Uh, the final today, Mara Braun led the way with. 12 points. Katie Borowitz had 11 in the game. Golden Gophers beat Nebraska the other night. Uh, they fall to Northwestern today. Uh, Golden Gopher women's hockey. Let's see what they're doing today. Um, they are playing St. Thomas this weekend. And uh, they get to Tommy's again in St. Paul again tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, the Gophers won 2-1 to one in overtime on Friday night. And I have said this before. When you look at the quality of players that Minnesota gets year in and year out. But I cover a fair amount of girls, high school hockey during the winter months, and the number of quality players that are committing to St. Thomas. They are a sleeping giant. And they get that new rink. And not only are they going to be contenders in the conference, I think they can be contenders in short order for national championships in Division I women's hockey. I, I think of all the programs over there, men's and women's hoops, men's and women's hockey, my prediction is uh, St. Thomas women's hockey is going to be the first to get to the likes of a frozen four and contend for a title. We'll see how it plays out, but uh, that is, that is my prediction. By the way, Jess Myers joins us from the rink live. Jess, how you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. I apologize for being tardy. I got caught up. I'm watching outdoor hockey, uh, Ohio state and Michigan playing at the Cleveland Brown stadium right now. Uh, and here's what's nice for Gopher fans. It's a battle for second place. Gophers have clinched the Big Ten. That race is over. Yeah, and with a big, big win over the Nittany Lions, just blew them out. And, you know, it's one of the, going into last night's game, number one, Penn State is always a tough place to play uh, because it's a great rink and they get great crowds, and it's, it's kind of an intimidating place. Number two, you know, like you said, Thursday night without playing a game, the Gophers clinched the Big Ten title, so 
they really have nothing to play for as far as the conference goes. Now, you want to keep winning. You want to keep momentum. And obviously, you want to keep your spot in the computer rankings and the pairwise and all that. But Penn State's in a battle for home ice. So going into last night's game, you know, you can overthink it and say, well, Penn State has a lot more to play for. They're the more desperate team. They're going to come out with a real fire. And instead, it was the Gophers just lighting things up. And the fun story last night, obviously, Logan Cooley, first kid from Pennsylvania in the history of Gopher hockey, uh, he's from Pittsburgh, which is two and a half hours or so from Penn State. He's had a dozen family there. He's playing in his home state for the Gophers for the first time. And in the second period, he puts up a goal and four assists. He has five points just in the second period. So what a fun story for him. What a fun homecoming and and all of that stuff. So uh, they get the rematch tonight at 530, and that's the Gophers' last road game probably for a month. Uh, They they will have home ice, obviously, in the Big Ten playoffs. They're home next weekend to close out the regular season. And then uh, this team's not going to go on the road again until the NCAA regional round. Yeah, and I, I saw a tweet from a veteran sports writer here in town, Patrick Royce. Uh He is on the bandwagon, um, and I don't know if it was tongue-in-cheek or not, but uh, I saw a tweet, Patrick, you know, expects them to win it all. Patrick, uh, yeah, Patrick gave him his blessing last night. Now, yeah. of course, you know, I, I, on Twitter, it's, it's kind of a fun marketplace of ideas, and immediately somebody said, well, there's the kiss of death, you know, if, if Patrick thinks they're going to win it all yeah. this year. So, yeah. They're, they're in tough shape. But, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot to like about this team, and it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun team to watch, and it's been a fun season. They've got one banner, but it's interesting this week, you know, or even last week, being in Madison where they could have clinched last Saturday, Bob Mosco doesn't want to talk about the Big Ten title. None of the players want to talk about the Big Ten title. I've heard that on Monday at practice they're going to have kind of a quiet, you know, team-only thing where they bring out the trophy and they can celebrate a little bit with each other and get pictures taken, but it's very clear that, that that banner, that trophy is real cool, but that's not the ultimate goal. Yeah, and that that is good to see that, hey, that's nice, but uh, that is just part of the journey to what uh, would be a Frozen Four and a championship. Certainly good to see, and I, I, I don't think we're surprised, and, and we've talked about it. I, I thought from the moment Bob Motzko got the job that eventually he would get this program in a spot, considering what he did at St. Cloud State, that uh, they, they would be competing year in and year out. And I, I think we're at that moment where the, the expectation is now is that beyond the Big Ten that, that they're going to be at frozen fours. And, you know, let's keep in mind the cover wasn't exactly bare when Don Lucia decided to step away no. from coaching. You know, they were – they were still contending for the NCAA tournament every year. They were still winning Big Ten titles. You know, all of that part. It was just time for a change. You know, one big difference we've seen, especially in the last year and a half, two years, is the crowds have come back to 3M Arena at Mariucci. And I know that was a, a big, big thing for the athletic administration is to get butts in the seats, get them selling tickets again. They've done a nice job of reducing some ticket prices. I know that was a complaint of a lot of fans that they felt that they'd been priced out a little bit and they've given them some fun stuff to cheer about so for me steve the moment of uh kind of here's what you brought bob mosco in for about a year ago when they won the big 10 title last year on a saturday night against wisconsin big win against their arch rival before a packed house at 3m arena at mariucci and after the game's over 
you know, the, the stands are full, the place is roaring, and their athletic director comes out on the ice and hands the Big Ten trophy to their, to their captain, Sammy Walker, and I'm thinking, there's why you hired Bob Motzko right there. That's, that's mission accomplished, or at least, at yeah. least one mission accomplished. Now, when uh, we, we got started and uh, we were able to get you on the line, of, I, I was talking a little bit about St. Thomas women's hockey. Minnesota and St. Thomas, Gophers win it 2-1 to one in overtime, same two teams tonight over in St. Paul. We have talked about St. Thomas. They've got the, the new building coming online for men's and women's basketball, men's and women's hockey. Uh, we have talked about the recruiting battles. For me, the first program at St. Thomas that will legitimately be able to compete for, for Division One championships is going to be that women's hockey program. Um, I, I think this has the potential to be a phenomenal rivalry in college hockey, and it, it wouldn't surprise me one bit, if not too far down the road, uh, the Tommies find their way into a women's Frozen Four. Here is an indication of how high the expectations are at St. Thomas already, and we're in just their second year right. of playing at the Division One level in all sports. But here, here's an indication of, of what they expect is going to happen. Phil Eston, their athletic director, who is, you know, he's working at his alma mater. He works on at Penn State. He's got a lot of experience at bigger Division One schools. Part of the deal with them moving from Division Three directly to Division One, which is very rare, but part of the deal was I think they had something like a five-year moratorium where they can't participate in the NCAA tournament for the first five years of that adventure. Yeah. Well, already in year two, it's become very clear, and it's been reported by uh, you know some folks that Phil Eston is already talking to the NCAA, saying, "Hey, we got to cut that down to you know three years, four years, something like that." But he's he's basically saying we are NCAA ready sooner than than this moratorium allows. And, you know, he's not saying in what specific sport, but I don't think there's any question with what their football team has done. I don't think there's any question with what their basketball team is doing this year. And, yeah, you look at the recruiting class that Joel Johnson has for their women's hockey program coming in next year. The Tommy's Achilles heel on the women's hockey side this year can't score goals. You know, they're getting one or two goals a night on a good night, and you just can't win consistently that way. You look at the Ms. Hockey list, the, the 10 candidates for Ms. Hockey, and I think about half of them are heading to the Tommies next year. So oh, yeah. uh, at least as far as young talent, uh, <laughs> they're, they're going to have some building blocks really soon here. Yeah, and to, to play the Gophers the way they did at overtime before falling 2-1, to one, same two teams in St. Paul. But that, that'll be very interesting to see. And we, we have talked about the, the recruiting battles, and Brad Frost and company over at Minnesota still get their pick. But there are so many good girls players. I was at that Section 4 AA final at Aldrich Arena between Gentry Academy and Hill Murray, won by Gentry 4-1. to one. And a lot of great players on the ice, and uh, a number of them heading for St. Thomas. So that, that illustrates your point. Yep, absolutely. And, and hey, tournament starts already next week. How about that? We have Wednesday already. We've got uh, girls' state tournament games in the Class A level. It's, 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 uh, it's a fun time of year. Snow is melting a little bit. You know, it's a little bit warmer. Get a little more sunshine, and we've got, uh, we've got tournament hockey. So, And speaking for- of that, 
We are going to break down the brackets coming up following the weather break. So we'll have a rundown of the A and the AA bracket. Who are the number ones? Uh, the fun starts Wednesday at 11 in A. And then, of course, AA Thursday at 11 a.m. And then uh, Channel 45 will we'll have television coverage of the uh, semifinals and the championship games one week from today. Jess, always good to visit with you, man. All right. Go, always good to talk hockey, Steve. Have a great weekend. All right. There he is, Jess Myers from the rink live uh, joining us. He is in State College, PA. Golden Gold for men are rolling toward the postseason. Uh, they are the Big Ten regular season champs and uh, look to be poised to frozen four, maybe a title. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This year we'll see. You know, it is kind of funny. The other day I got home from a game uh, late. I think it was uh, Tuesday night. I did uh, the Section 4AA girls hockey semifinals over at Aldrich Arena, so made the track from Maplewood back home. Pulled into the driveway, and if memory serves, it had been raining all day. And when I got home, there was still some light rain. And I looked at the snow thrower in the garage and said, Yeah, I don't think we're done with you yet. Because generally, I don't want to tempt fate and drain the fuel out of the snowblower and put it in the back of the shed until the end of April. I mean, I I am just not willing to tempt fate. I, I just know how it goes. You know, and some folks, you know, drain the fuel and hopefully drain the fuel and put it away. Um, I I won't do it till the end of April. So I'm ready to go. As a matter of fact, I, I might need to make sure I have extra fuel uh, for the snowblower. A friend of mine got an electric snowblower. I uh, got one of the all-electric Toros. Um, and he's one of these guys, and I think we all know that know that person that that is willing to go out and 
spend the money and get the newest and the greatest, but it is pretty cool. Um, he showed me some videos of that Toro All-Electric. Uh, it, it wasn't cheap, but but he, he is pleased. I, I have a snow thrower, Cub Cadet, that I bought 25 years ago, and it still runs like new. But I do take care of it. And th- this is the key to me. And, and I could be wrong. I'm a novice. I don't do it for a living. But but the one thing I have learned about small engines and outdoor power equipment, I, I have a, a snapper push mower that's 30 years old. I bought it when I got my first house in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, th- this lawnmower is about the same age as my oldest daughter. And it still runs. And still starts just fine. And in my opinion, small engines, these are the keys. Change the oil. Keep the air filter clean. And by all means, keep good fuel in there. And if it's going to sit like the lawnmower over the winter, get that fuel out of there. Run it out. Drain it. Get rid of it. And if you are going to keep fuel in there, make sure you have a fuel stabilizer in there. And I think that is the big reason I've had longevity. Now, down the street, I have uh, a a neighbor and a friend who's uh, a retired auto mechanic. And he has been able to make other repairs. But I've generally... Not had those problems because of, if you keep good fuel and don't let that fuel sit too long, you're going to have good results. And in all my outdoor power equipment, I run stable in it. So, to to me, that's, that's the key. And knock on wood... You know, every year I've had to put air in the tires, for instance, back to the snow thrower. But I, I put in fresh fuel and a couple of pulls, it's ready to go. So, good luck. Keep that snow thrower handy. It looks like we might need it uh, midweek. Hey, we promised a girls' state hockey tournament pairings, and I've got those for you. Uh, they were announced this morning. All the sections in the books. And let's start with 1A. Uh, The 1A tournament gets started on Wednesday at the XL Energy Center. Congrats to all the teams. And here we go. Uh, Five seeds. Uh, Mark Fry had it in the news. Uh, The number one seed is Warroad. And here are the pairings starting at 11 a.m. Number two, Proctor Hermantown. Against Mankato East, unseated at 11 a.m. And then at 1, number 3, Orono against Laverne. They have a good program down in Laverne. Boys and girls. That is good to see. I I wouldn't call Laverne a suburb of Sioux Falls, but uh, what about a 30-minute drive into Sioux Falls from Laverne? 
if that. Six o'clock, Warroad, the number one, takes on unseated Albert Lee. And then in the nightcap at eight, number four is South St. Paul. Another historic program taking on number five, Fergus Falls. And uh, first round of the tournament, all those games available on NSPN.TV. And then Channel 45 takes over on Friday for the semifinals. Now to the double-A tournament. That begins on Thursday. As Mark Fry mentioned earlier, the number one seed is Minnetonka. The Skippers, uh, the runner-up a year ago, uh, have been on top of the rankings most of the year. And they'll play their game at 6 o'clock. The defending champ, number two Andover, opens the tournament against Rosemount. That'll get started at 11 a.m. on Thursday. The number three is C.D. Dinah that won the title two years ago. Take on unseated Lakeville North at 1 o'clock. And then at 6, it is number one Minnetonka against Centennial Spring Lake Park. Centennial Spring Lake Park beat Maple Grove in a thrilling section final. Then in the nightcap, the number four Gentry Academy Stars take on number five seed Moorhead at 8 o'clock. And once again, uh, live streaming coverage of those quarterfinals on NSPN.TV and then Channel 45 with the semifinals on Friday night and uh, the championship games on Saturday at the XL Energy Center in St. Paul. Should be a good tournament, a lot of great teams, a lot of great talent. So uh, we had uh, the skiing, uh, Alpine and Nordic up at Giants Ridge, kind of get the winter sports tournament season underway. Uh, Dance is this weekend. Uh, Girls hockey starting Wednesday in St. Paul. Should be a lot of fun. 14 minutes down front of 5 o'clock here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. NBA All-Star Weekend Salt Lake. Doesn't scream like a great time. I, I've been to Salt Lake once upon a time, pre-Mike Grimm. I, I did a couple of years of Golden Gold for men's basketball games on the road. And it is a gorgeous city. You, you kind of fly into that valley, uh, surrounded by mountains. It, it is spectacular. Um, I, I don't know if it's the first choice for NBA All-Stars to spend the weekend, but nevertheless, uh, they will be in Salt Lake. Anthony Edwards, and I am very interested to see how Ant does in the game. I I think he's going to bring a lot to the game, so I do look forward to that on Sunday. It is NBA All-Star Saturday night. Our producer, Josh Wheeler, joining us. And Josh, to me, I I think the NBA has some things that they need to deal with when we get to the All-Star break. And... Adam Silver, are right up there as far as commissioners go, as far as power and influence over the game, uh, takes over for David Stern, who, who brought the league to new heights. Um, I, th- I think Roger Goodell, uh, presiding over the NFL, still has the most important job in sports. But Adam Silver is certainly the second most important job in sports as commissioner of the NBA. And... The, the NBA has done a great job of promoting its stars. Uh, they, they've had the benefit of great stars at the top of the game, uh, like LeBron James, like Steph Curry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
but but they got a problem right now, and that is the load management pro- problem. Uh, it reared its ugly head. Probably the most famous incident involved Golden State going into Cleveland. Their only trip, by the way, into Cleveland this year, and none of the guys played. No Steph Curry, no Clay Thompson, no Draymond Green, no Andrew Wiggins. They, they played the night before, and they said that's the way it is. Sorry, and and that's terrible. We saw it here. The Denver Nuggets didn't play anybody. Some of those guys, like Nikola Jokic, stayed in Denver. So that is a big deal in how they how they address load management because you feel bad for Cleveland fans or Timberwolves fans. The idea that, hey, we're going to see Jokic in the Nuggets tonight. They didn't get anywhere near that. Yeah. That, that was the guys on the end of the Nuggets bench. It stinks. Yep. And uh, this has been one of the biggest issues I've had with the NBA. Uh, one of the more notable cases I've seen recently, remember when LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record just about a week or so ago? Well, yep. he was nowhere to be found for the next handful of games. Every time I saw the Lakers on the TV screen, he was all suited up and you know dressed to the nines on the bench. Uh, the first night I get it, they're celebrating your big, big accomplishment. I get that, whatever. Uh, don't suit up for that next game. But it was at least maybe one or two other games after that that he did not suit up for the game. And you, you, you hit the nail right in the head. These people are paying harder money to see the stars, and they're making a lot of money playing basketball, and they're not even playing basketball. That's the frustrating part I have with it is you're making so much money to play this sport, but you, you know, you're not playing at all. Michael Jordan played 82 games and scored, you know, 40 games on average almost like every other season, if not all of his seasons. He was just a dominant player, and he didn't really have, you know, I get it's a different time. Load management is kind of the here and now, but you see big stars taking a seat, and all these fans are paying harder money to watch uh, the second and third string players jump onto the court. Yeah, and, you know, Steve Kerr said that's the way it is, and this is on the league for the way <laughs> they schedule. And and to a certain extent, I agree with that. Yeah, This goes beyond just being players are being selfish. You, you look at what the teams have invested in a Steph Curry or in LeBron James or, or whatever example yeah. you want to use, and the goal is is to get to the playoffs. You're talking 82 regular season games. It's a lot. And then you get these crazy back-to-backs. That, that's the thing where I feel like the Players Association and the league could eliminate the back-to-backs, especially some of these killer back-to-backs where you're on the road, you fly back in the middle of the night, and you got to tee it up. Now, I know every team in the NBA wants to maximize the number of Friday and Saturday night games, and math would tell you, but they, they have got to el- eliminate the vast majority of back-to-backs. It should be a rarity uh, to go back-to-back. Yeah. I, I would rather see them do Friday night, Sunday matinees, or, or whatever it is. Um, will they eliminate games? The answer is absolutely not. They are not going to eliminate regular season games. It isn't going to happen. This idea that they're going to scale it back to 70 or 72 regular season games, I just don't see it. Clubs are not going to give up regular season games. It will not happen. So maybe that means the season's a little longer in trying to eliminate some of these back-to-backs. 
Yeah. Well, and I, right. I think I think the the amount of minutes these guys are putting in every night can take a toll on it too, if, especially on back to backs. If you're gonna go back to back, don't don't put all the pressure on your big stars or even just players in general to be able to put in maximum amount of minutes one night and then the next night go out there just full blast and be able to do it again. It's just not it's not the, the pace that basketball is being a faster game. You just can't do it. Well, and and that brings another point. You know, for teams like Golden State or Denver coming in here to Minneapolis to play the Timberwolves, I think what you could do in those situations, you know well in advance, it's like, okay, we're, we're going to limit minutes, we're going to warm you up, and y- you, you can structure it where the big stars, like, for instance, let's use Steph Curry. That, that second night in Cleveland, he warms up, he plays the first four or five minutes of the game. You don't see him again until maybe the end of the second quarter for four or five minutes to close out the quarter. And then you might see him for a stretch again in the third, in the fourth, and, and Curry plays 18 or 20 minutes. Now, that at least gives the fans a bit of a thrill. You get to see Steph Curry play in his only trip into Cleveland. But that, that is a big deal for the NBA going forward, and I look forward to seeing Ant at All-Star Saturday night and in the game tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.